Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you believe the Lord is good, give me an amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this evening. For you have gathered us again to give us your spirit. We today commit to hearing with faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, before we go into our declarations, let's quickly take um, the declaration of the glory of God. Let's read from Psalm 68 again. We'll read verse 1 to 10, and then we'll read from 19 to 23. Psalm number 68. We'll read verse 1 to 10, and then we'll do 19 to 23. If you are there, say amen. Amen. And now we're going to read it very loud. Let's drown out the noise in the neighborhood. Amen. Amen. All right, I want to let's go. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. And let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As what makes before the fire, so let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them exalt before God. Yes, let them rejoice with gladness. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Lift up a song for him who rise through the desert, whose name is the Lord, and exalt before him. A father of the fatherless, a judge for the widows, is God in his holy habitation. God makes it home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a past land. O God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth quaked, the heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself quaked at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You shed abroad a plentiful rain, O God, you confirmed your inheritance when it was past. Creatures settled in it. You provided in your goodness for the poor, O God. Let's just jump to 19. One, two, let's go. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burden, the God who is our salvation. God is to God, the God of deliverances, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Surely God will shatter the head of his enemies. The horrid crown of him who goes on in his guilty deeds. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea. That your foot may shatter them in blood. The tongue of your dogs may have his portion from your enemies. Amen. Amen. Now what, the, what we have just said is that over this land, Jesus reigns. Amen. That's what we have said. Let's say it again. Over this land, Jesus reigns. Amen. Over this land, just say amen to that. Over this land, Jesus reigns. Amen. Over this land, Jesus reigns. Amen. He's a father to the fatherless. Amen. He's a judge for the widows. Amen. God is a God over this nation. Amen. Jesus is Lord over this nation. Amen. He's the one that will appoint a leader for this nation. Amen. We declare that he's a governor amongst the nations. Amen. And he's a governor over this land. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear this again. Jesus will reign forever. Amen. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the surface of the earth and from under the heavens. Amen. That's the test. Whether you made the heavens and the earth or not. Once you did not make it, you are going down. Amen. No matter how powerful you are, you are going down. Amen. No matter how powerful your structure, you are going down. Amen. No matter how powerful your your desire, you are going down. Amen. No matter how powerful your power, you are going down. Amen. That's a good one. How powerful your power. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> no matter what. Jesus is Lord. Somebody say that. Jesus is Lord. Again. Jesus is Lord. Again. Jesus is Lord. Again. Jesus is Lord. One more time. 
Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's take our declaration of understanding that we take our seats and begin to study. One, two, let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Great things are going to happen to you again today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's take our seats. The Lord is good. Let's read that portion of scripture we read last time to start. um, The book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, we are still talking about the worship of the true God, right? How we must worship the Lord with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with all our might. I said it again last time, and I will say it again today. Worship is what we do. We don't have a choice. God gave us, this is how we control life. You make the right choices. The consequences are out of your control. That's just the way it is. Seed time and harvest exist. So the time you have control is the time of seed. How do you sow your seed? Believe the right things, do the right things. Doing is the seed sowing, actually. But you cannot do except you believe. I hope you're getting my point. What you do is natural, depending on how your doctrine is. Don't let anybody deprive you of your reward by teaching you wrong doctrines. Because wrong doctrines will lead to wrong actions. And wrong actions will bring wrong results in your life. Bear that in mind. So we make our deliberate choice to worship the true God. That's what we do. So that we will not inadvertently and compulsively worship a false one. A major thing that, of course, you know, I say it all the time. Anytime you hear God give an instruction, a commandment, just know that the opposite is natural. When he says, thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, all right? Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God. Only him, you will, thou shalt, how did Jesus say to step again? I said, bow before me. I worship the Lord thy God alone. Only him you will serve, yes. Now, what that means is that the other God will ask for worship. The other gods will ask for worship. I gave an example last time. This is political season. People are beginning to worship a God, very common in the south. I stay in the south. This is southeastern Nigeria. But I hear to Lord chat with most people I know are from southern Nigeria. And they have this God now they worship, which is called the North. How do you know you are worshiping a God? You ascribe everything to that God. Everything that's happening, you ascribe to that individual. That's the person you are worshiping. Bear that in mind. Some people just believe. I heard the pastor still talking. Um, it was um, Judah that gave me that message just now. I just shook my head. I said, many of these ministers, they should go back home and go and learn the word of God. They are not inspiring faith. Listen, the power belongs to God. You know who appoint leaders for Nigeria? We have had 15 heads of state, right? This is the, this is the 15th one, yes. So we are going for the 16th. Listen, only God has the power. He's the only one that has appointed every single one. I don't have time now to go through the scriptures, but just know it's the word of God. There is none that has appointed himself. There is none that has been chosen by democracy. 
There's none that have been chosen because he plotted a coup. None. Everyone has been decided by God. That's a matter of fact. How he came in could be through democracy. How he came in could be through plotting a coup. But each one, the decision was made by the watchers. And they issued for a decree, you, you will rule this country. Now, let me say it again. It doesn't mean the person was good to you or me or to the country. Just like Adolf Hitler was not good to millions of people. He killed them. But it was God that personally decreed that he will ascend to the throne. How do I know that? It's in your Bible. Saul was not good, was he? But you will not argue with me that God chose him deliberately. That is by himself was a decision. Why he does is another issue. But just know he does. Democracy doesn't have more power than God. God uses any method that, can I use the word, that is the season for that method. I hope you're getting my point. The season right now is what we call democracy in most parts of the world. So he will use it. But you can never decide against him. It's not possible. Like I've said again and again, there are things that are within the exclusive list. Appointing a leader for the country is, the exclusive, is in the exclusive list. Only him can make that decision. He chose a leader doesn't mean you will like him. He chose a leader does not mean he will not do bad. It just means he chose him. Sometimes the reason why he chooses a leader is so he can go and do bad. He said, I will give the people into the hands of a cruel master. People want to judge whether it's God or not, but whether the person is kind or cruel. No. I hope you are getting my point. Now, what's the relevance of all of these things? So, nowhere to put your effort. Before we read that portion, all right? Let me just give this word, because this is a political season. Pastors have started smoking again. They are misleading the church. You hear things like, you know, your PVC is your power. That is an antichrist statement. Your PVC is not your power. Your PVC can be your confusion. Your PVC is just your civic duty. That's all it is. It's your civic duty. You should vote. Why shouldn't you? You're an adult. Go and get your PVC and vote. It's not your power. Your PVC, if you all agree. Do you know Christians in the country can agree to choose somebody who will do evil? And they will not know. The secret things belong to God. So if he has not revealed to you who he is choosing, your PVC will not reveal it to you. Please, you know, because what happens is that we start worshipping other gods. And it's happening right now. People are elevating other gods. I told you there's one very common before now. They say north. They just believe that this monolithic north, which does not exist, okay, it's so powerful, they decide everything. That's a lie. That's a southern problem, all right? Very people, many people in the southern, in the southern Nigeria, they reason like that. It's very wrong. It's very wrong. The power still belongs to God. Yes. That's number one. Bear that in mind. Another God now is this PVC and democracy. I hope you understand that it's deception we are falling for again. So I want to give instruction to the people of God. Please spread this instruction everywhere. It is a lie. This thing they tell you, we have prayed enough, it's time to take action. You will take action that will lead you into destruction. I might say you should not vote, I didn't say so. It's a civic duty. It's not your power. It's a civic duty. How do you vote? Vote according to your conscience. Vote for the candidate that reflects. We're not even voting yet, but just that these pastors are started causing confusion. So let's correct it now. Vote according to who reflects what you are asking for. Do not vote according to your tribe or your religion. I'm telling you. Don't vote for somebody just because he claims he goes to church. Many of these people that go to church don't believe. There are many pastors that are not born again. Some of them went to church simply to go and do image laundry. They have to wash away their negative past in the eyes of the people. 
There's one very big political talk somewhere, one state, I won't mention where. So I going to church and kneeling down when the, the governor wanted to kill him. You know what I'm going to say? I was going to finish him, but why won't you give your life to Christ when everything has been removed from you? I was not moved one bit. Please, Christians, don't get carried away. It's idolatry. I've never, Christians, if anybody says, let's gather behind one candidate, go away. You will displease God if you join them. Christians are forbidden from having a monolithic approach to political opinions. Leave it. Leave it. As people begin to mobilize now, churches, the same people that will not mobilize against iniquity, they will not mobilize against adultery, they will, never, they will not mobilize against corruption. The same politicians they say you should vote away. I've been giving them offerings up till now and they've been collecting. Why do you want to insult God? And I say now mobilize. Mobilize what? Why don't you mobilize against lying? Why, don't you, why, did not, why did you not mobilize? I've said it again and again. Corruption in this country can end. It's simple. Let CAN and PFN, this one we are now mobilizing for, for, for politics, PVC, PVC. This PVC thing, I hope you know, it's idolatry we are building again. We are building another idol made of cards. It's good to encourage people. Listen, I've said it before. Um, was it I ne- no, the, the media then, they came. They came with camera and everything. Pastor Bank, you will listen to you in this area. Yes. Please help us tell us them to go and collect their people. I, I didn't have a problem with it. Just like I'm telling you, it's your civic duty. It's not your key. It's not your power. It's your civic duty. Don't ever forget that. It's not your key. It's not your power. It's simply another civic duty. Any human being you put your hope in will fail you. It's the decree of the Almighty. He will fail you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That is, it's guaranteed. Once, especially as believers, once you put hope in one person, He's guaranteed to fail. God will make him fail. Even if he was wise before, his wisdom will go, will go as soon as he entered that office. And if he says to God, what's going on with my wisdom? He says, my people have made you an idol. Please, oh, let's not make God angry with us. Pastors, let's not make God angry with his people. Come to church and pray. This lie that we lie, I heard one man saying that God has answered us. He has given us numbers. I said, is this arrogance and ignorance that will lead you into bondage? What number did they give you? How many people, the, the, all, all RCCG members in Enugu a few years ago, they were not up to 18,000, but you would think they are plenty. This was just about five years ago. With all these mushroom branches everywhere, they were not up to 18,000, the whole of Enugu. <laughs> I asked you that just now, you should guess. You said, like 200, I said 200. Yeah. <laughs> the whole of, not up to 18,000. You'll be believing a false, you know what they call a false god. You see, you have made your numbers into a false god. It was a false god before. Now it's even an inaccurate false god. Double fallacy. Going deeper into fallacy. Stop all this. You know, when I hear pastors talk, it pains me that these people don't they know scriptures? They're not educated in the things of God. They are not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. People of God, let me correct you. Stop that nonsense. This mobilizing people to collect PVC because you think it's your power is why you will fail. Mobilize people to collect PVC because it is what? A civic duty. And please be a pastor. Before you start talking nonsense of PVC, I hope you have spoken against lying and cheating. If you were here yesterday when we were talking about um, the general Bible study, oh, go and talk about faithfulness, my God. Your heart will break. The lying, the cheating, the corruption. I, I asked our sister, I said, your boss, is he a Christian? He said, <laughs> he's a youth pastor. Was it what youth pastor he said? Youth pastor that devises evil against customers. And like I said yesterday, I'll say it again. Youth pastor 
The judgment of God is upon your works. Let us go and repent. What is that they say they do? You come to the company to go and order their product. They will go behind. They, they are preparing it for you. They seal the cans. They are only half full. So when you need 10 cans, you are forced to buy 20. Then those workmen who brought you there, they will go behind and collect half or so of the cost of the balance that they cheated you of. And I said to her, your boss knows about this. Of course now. Is he a Christian? He says he's a youth pastor. And the same person wants to collect PVC to change the country. Don't you know that God has to punish you first? He has to. He has to punish you first. And for the pastor that will not preach against such iniquity, telling me that PVC is our power, God will punish you too. I said, that's the truth. Let me read something out to you. When I saw it, I said, this is the word of the Lord. This is what God said to a credible prophet. Not all this one that prophesied for money. This is the heading. I'm not the one, but I got the message, and I, somebody I know very well. Say a warning to all Christian leaders. Listen, I want to read out to you. It's a prophet writing, warning to all Christian leaders. A lot of ministers are getting distracted. They are beginning to do political analysis and share their personal political sentiments with their members. Brethren, anyone who must speak, must speak as the oracle of God. An oracle is an echo of the voice of God. First Peter chapter 4, verse 11, we read that if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. So, of course, we should all get our PVC as mandated by our law and be ready to vote as we are persuaded. But let us not lose focus. The most high rules in Nigeria. Daniel chapter 4, 32 tells us that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. What the one we all agree on. Please, let us Put our focus on God Almighty. Let us pray for his will to be done in the 2023 elections. The only prayer that can truly unite the church of Jesus Christ and give us one voice is, Thy will be done, O Lord. Let us think, some, is there some of us think it's a weak prayer, but it's the most unifying and powerful group prayer ever. No matter our personal sentiments, we must say, Lord, only your will will be done. Please, let's resist the temptation of allowing personal convictions to divide the church. No. The church must speak with one voice. This is the word. Let your will be done, O Lord. Let your counsel be established, O Lord. This is our prayer and this is our chant. We will go out and vote as we may each be persuaded. But we must say, Father, let your will be done. We will not ever depend on any man or any party. We have tried to choose in the past and failed. Please, let us pray that God Almighty will execute his will. Even the present uprising and movements in the country is all the doing of the Lord. It's only what God is doing, people, that will be sustained. When we are talking about movement, I'm not talking about movement in support of anybody. What the real movement of the Spirit, I hope you know it is more of the Spirit. And let me tell you, when everybody is moving, go, go to one side. You know what I'm saying, so? That's what they call the still small voice. Please, I hope you are getting my point. That's what it's called, what? The still small voice. It's, you see, when you see a lot of noise going around, you'll be amazed. The Lord may not be there. I don't know whether you are getting my point. Go and pray. What is our word? Thy will be done. What's the prayer? Are you asleep? What's the prayer? That will be done. What's the prayer? That will be 
Everywhere you go, please, there will be. If you put, look, I've told you. John Deere didn't say, if you put your eye on any human being, it would be horrible if that person were to win the election. I'm telling you, if the whole country, Chocho, unite behind one candidate, and the person wins, I'll, be, I'll, I'll feel sad. I say, God, we are in it again. How many years? You want to hear the word of the Lord? The person with whom he will bless you will be a surprise to you. <laughs> Let me take this to make you laugh. I've been a Christian leader for some time. I'm not saying can president or PFM president. What did I say? Like Kingdom World Ministries. I'm a Christian leader here. Be a, do I look like a Muslim leader to you? Since I was in university, I was a campus fellowship president when I was on campus. Before that time, I was in air school for some time. So one day we organized a program. <laughs> I've also, you have organized programs before. So if we sit down here now, let's ask all these men on this first row. Are the ones that are in the program, and money should come from them. So when you are speaking to them, you go to scan. Look at the length of their beer beer. To see how much money is their pocket. You go take that, use their shoe, check their shoe. Which motto they come with. I'm sure you have, of course, you know enough. It doesn't work like that. You can assess the person well and he has money, doesn't mean you give it. And some people that don't have it, you think they don't have, they actually have. And some, even though they don't have, and you are said that they don't have, their commitment will produce money. You'll be amazed. Some of those meetings we had at that time, I remember one of our sisters that time was working in one of these big oil companies. So we thought, ah, this one could drop money now. I still remember when she gave me the money that she was contributing. I wanted to say, are you all right? Will you take your money back and go and do the will of God? <laughs> How was that? Ah. You know, you know, your mind calculated it. But what I'm remembering is another sister who, shortly before that time, her testimony of praise God, though, I just got this job. I saw the advert in the papers. I went and applied. You know, they went for the, I went for the interview. And they, ah, I will praise God. Now, if you're talking about pay, you don't even think you will earn maybe anything more than 20% of what, what the other person is earning. But when she brought her money, it was like, you know, like double of the other person's own. With apology. Like, Brother Banky, please. I hope it's okay. I hope, you know, like, I was looking like, please, Nina, let me pray for you. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of, that, you know, it was like, let, let me pray for you. You say, is this okay? In my mind, see your senior. He could, you don't get my point. But if you're talking about earning power, this one was just getting a job in one, not a big company. I don't think that, the money couldn't have been much. And we just get the other person has been in there for some years, been promoted. And they drop pepper. I look the pepper, say, let me dust it back in your face. It was not pepper, sorry. When they drop orange, I've been a tomato. I've been in the ministry all this way. I mean, I, I've learned it. I don't, I don't look at anybody. I don't care how rich you are. If I greet you, I'm just greeting you. It's not a signal. Some of these out of spiritual discipline. A lot, of, a lot of it from experience. We have realized that it doesn't work like that. And God does that so that men will fear before him. He doesn't like to show his, share his glory. I've seen pastors be fighting over members. No, God gave me understanding long ago. Thank God that I'm not into those kind of member thing. I'm not even running a, that kind of member-needing ministry. Without even knowing what the, how things would be. As of today, I can say boldly without, and I don't, there's no mistake about it. I would say more than 80% of the money we spend in Kingdom World 
come from people that don't even know the address of this place. That is, they've never been inside here yet. Ever. Probably they're not, most are not, not even in Enugu. They don't, they don't, don't even know, at least I don't even know who, who is who. So I won't, I won't, I don't need to greet anybody specially. One day, something happened. One of the radio stations were in, so the, the marketer there was not talking to, um, Thor Reverend. Reverend Yenkada, like, um, you guys have to be nice to these people who are partnering with you in ministry to keep this thing going. Yenkada looked at him like, what did you say? Say, hey, my brother, everybody's serving God. Nobody's doing us any favor by bringing money to pay on radio. Are you people giving us tithes from it? You know, that kind of like, when the guy looked at Yenkada like this, like, you people are stranger. What they expect that no, don't let them be offended. Hey, hey, if you want to take offense, it's between you and your God. Did I come to your house to knock? Please come and sponsor us. See, if you see me smiling for anybody, it's, it's just good nature. It's good to smile. I smile for everybody here apart from. Ude, Jonah, I I don't smile for because sometimes they would carry my car. Elder John, too. When you see the one I didn't send him. <laughs> now, I'm just joking about that. But it's fine for everybody. Who cares which money you have, which money you don't have? Who cares? Who cares? So one day, one man called, he called us that, ah, please, he heard me on radio. He was so blessed. And he's from a, he has, he has, he has load. You know what they call load? He's heavy, financially. So he called. Then the, uh, the phone was with um, Yinka also that time. So that please, um, he would like to put out a message on, on, on the radio station. Inka said, it's good. So uh, we should send somebody to his office. Inka said, lie, lie. Told him flat. I'm not sending anybody to your office. The guy was surprised. I, I said, I'm going to pay. He said, uh, uh, okay. We are not sending anybody to your office. I can't even tell pastor that. You know, the, later he showed me the text the guy said to him. The guy told him that, look, you are very rude. Now what kind of, do you have to be talk to him, to talk to him like that? He said, bro, I'm not coming. Look, there's no need pretending. We are not coming to your office. We are not coming. In fact, what, what Shinka wrote to him that offended him was that, look, bro, we have people sponsor, give it to us from all over the world. How many of us will go? That thing hit the guy like, eh? Now me. Look, the guy had money. Not today. I'm telling you, years ago. Out of anger, he gave us 200K years ago, not now. And said that if we need more, you should let him know. We will not let you know. If you don't know the road to the bank, it's between you and the God who blessed you. We, we are not coming to like beg you. I'm telling you, he was like, what kind of thing? Because he's not used. Me, come and greet you because of what? Being honest with you, I have never considered any money given to me, Kingdom World as a personal favor. Never. Never. If I greet you, it's Never. I don't consider it a personal favor. Because if you put money in Kingdom World, I don't get anything from it. As you drop money, radio, after yeah, radio station calls, <laughs> who stop it? And the Yinka just say, bro, bro, relax. Everybody's doing the work of God. This one, what would they do? Eh? It's our own portion. We will sit down here, we will preach, we will package the message. If God blesses you and you go to pay radio station for us to broadcast, then he will bless you. If I tell you too much, thank you, I'm shorting your, your reward. Yeah, I'm undermining your, your blessing. If I, you are more blessed, when I take I say, oh, but how you did? I heard you pay for that decision. Good for you. And I push you and I go away. You are more blessed like that. But if I send an entourage to your house, we just want to thank you for the support you have been to this ministry. We are just finishing you. We are, it's a curse. We, br- we are bringing a curse to you. You don't know. 
If you do good work and they are telling you too much, thank you, warn them. If you do too much, if you do good work somewhere and they want to tell you too much, thank you. Please tell the people to stop it. Because the more they tell you thank you, the less God shows you, gives you reward. They say, please stop this thing. Say, so we're going to send an entourage to your house to come and empo- uh, then you go and cook and be waiting for them. <laughs> Not serious. It's your reward that they are going to eat. Tell them it's not necessary. It's not necessary. There was a day we were sitting down here, some people came to come out. You know, there's that thing we help those other guys with. They said, I told him, I said, I said excuse me, sir. The thank you is not necessary. I told, I told the man. I said, what are you doing here? And he said, we just, I said, no, it's not necessary. I said, hey, let me tell you where the money came from so that you will get it. It's not my money. I said, I just told people, I said, I have brethren and friends. I told them what you guys were doing and they sent money. So that's what you saw. Is don't think it's the... Uh, it's not my, don't come and even, it's not my money. It's our money. This is our being the body of Christ. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, it's our money. And I say, but, uh, but, uh, don't, you shouldn't waste my time. <laughs> and, and, see, I'm being honest. It's not like, I didn't even do that so that, uh, they, they, they won't stop my reward. No, it's not my reward. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Some of you remember, I took the announcement here a number of times. And some of my guys who I felt have some means, I sent messages to them, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, look, look, come, come and bring money. You are living in panel houses. And we, they now came, I said, tell me thank you for what now. That day was my money. We gathered our money. Everybody. We put our money together and don't come, don't come and do me thank you. I want to, I want to, I want to now, I want to undermine my blessing. You know, there are some things I don't know if we still do them. You are, you are giving and you are looking for recognition. God will punish you. That's the kind of thing I give people ulcer. Your stomach, you start having hard bones. Every time you eat, you won't, it won't settle. Since you gave that offering, you've been going to the toilet three times a day. That is the thing, because you are looking for recognition. But people still do such things. You are surprised when you hear people still do such things. For everything I've done for them. Eh? There are things you must never say. <laughs> Just do what you can do and go away. I hope you're getting my point. Now, I went to all of this, just, you know, just use the point to correct people about some things. And they say, I don't know where God will bless you from. There's none good but God. You don't know where he will bless the way he wants. You can't compel him. Let's go back to this, our politics. Please, Christians, if you campaign for, if you're a pastor, if you campaign for any candidate or even insinuate, you know, some people, they won't mention him, but they go use style. All of it. God will be angry with you. When you come to church, one day I was speaking on radio, I was telling people, vote according. He said, this is the problem. Why? That's why they keep reading over. I said, see, eh, right now, let me just tell you. I don't tolerate dissent. When I'm preaching the word of God, if you disagree with me, you don't know, just shut up. What do you know? We are giving you prophetic word, you argue. People that should be begging for divine mercy. They want to add judgment to judgment. All this, you're not shouting. I hope you know God is not, is not sympathetic towards your cause in that area. I will say something you don't like. But that's your problem. You don't like it. If you switch off, now you go go punish. So leave me. No sense. If God decides the person he wants hmm, is from northern Nigeria, he will bring him and nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen. Say amen. Amen. <laughs> People will be thinking that God is a tribal leader. He's not a tribal leader. 
Your sentiments and sentiments are not the same. There was a time you said the scepter will not depart from Judah. If you like, campaign against Judah. <laughs> Please, let's get this clear. Please, when we enter church, let's know we are in church. And if you're a preacher, it's you I'm warning you. Now, when you get to your beer parlor, whether you're eating fresh fish or football club, you can discuss anything you like. You can do analysis. Decide which party can take which state. Which party will lose which state? Who is in Egypt? Who is in Samaria? Who is in Nigeria? <laughs> you can discuss that one. God doesn't have a problem. But please, let me just beg you. At the end, add to it, the power belongs to God. That this one, I just discussion. People ask me that time, who am I supporting? I said, they never even do primaries. You're asking me who I'm supporting. Look, I've told you before, there are three levels. There's primaries, which is what they've done now. There's what? Which is one secondary? The main election. Then there's what? Tertiary. Which one is tertiary? Ah. Oh, God. God. You know, God does some strong things. There was some particular state in Nigeria. They campaigned and campaigned. The man won. As they were reasoning results, the man died. You know the state I'm talking about? The man died. Ah, when they saw the man has died. That is, he campaigned. Election. He stood for election. They voted. As they were collating results, they finished collating results. They said, ah, Baba, it looks like we are winning. No? Man was dead. Nobody shot him. Nobody strangled him. He just sat down and died. That's what they call what? Tertiary. They had done primaries, they had done secondaries. Then tertiary came in. Please, I hope you are getting my point. There's another state in Nigeria, they did tertiary. <laughs> primaries, he won. Secondaries, that's the main election, he won. Then he was doing rehearsal <laughs> for inauguration. You know the story. What just pay me is all the, if I, anybody who supplies food on credit, your business will go. Guy ain't paying you. They are slaughtered cows the night before they were at the podium testing. Okay, when I call you, you come. This is how you will say. You will say after me, I, I, I just solemnly, solemnly swear. As we're doing that, somebody just tapped the person leading the, the rehearsal. I say, oh boy, people like say you want to go to toilet. But when this guy wants to collapse, you don't want to be there. So what is going on? I'm telling you, just go. And then people say, hey, guys, what is going on? The Supreme Court said, not you, nothing wrong with you. Ah! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. May you not follow Ahab into battle. <laughs> Do you? It was, oh, God. In fact, there are times you want to kill somebody. Wake him up again, then kill him again. You know that kind of thing? I'm sure that guy wanted to kill his deputy. Supreme Court said that ticket was invalid. That his deputy, well, what did he say his deputy did? He used fake results to qualify as a candidate. Therefore, their candidature was annulled. They gave to the person who came second. You know, it's like reaching the edge of the promised land and not entering. That's what they call what? Tertiary. That's tertiary. Tertiary all over Nigeria. Should I like to tell you a story of Anambra State? The man sat down. Is it 13 days or how many days did he do? But not his 20 days. The shortest serving governor in Nigeria. This other guy will have beaten him, but they, they, before they inaugurated him, they removed him. 
There are so many. Nigeria has seen tertiary. Rivers have seen tertiary. Imo has seen tertiary. This road, you mentioned that's, that's Mexican forming and flexing muscle. He became governor without campaigning, without spending money on postal nothing. He just was in court. Supreme Court ruled that he was a valid candidate. And that in Nigeria, we vote for party. They removed the sitting governor and replaced him with his neighbor better than him. I'm using the word of God. So we have three kinds of things, elections now. There's primaries, there's secondary, and tertiary is a divine arrangement. So if your tertiary merges with your secondary, you will become whatever. Let's bear that in mind. No matter what, the power belongs to God. The power belongs to who? Please, why do we have PVCs? And for those of you who don't have any other ID card you can't drive, it's good. <laughs> it's our civic duty. That's why we have PVCs. Please, pastors, don't confuse anybody. You cannot promote any candidate from the platform. It's ungodly. I will say it the way it is. If you secretly like the person, do you know, last election, was it the last one or the one before that? Yeah, well, there was the one before that. That's President Buhari's first term in the comeback at him. Do you know, many people, when they heard who I voted for, they were shocked because of the way I preached. So when I told them who I voted for, which many of you know, I'm like, are you serious? But you said, I said, what did I say? They quoted what I said, hey? but based on what I said, you interpreted that I'm voting for this person. This is the person I voted for. What I said was the truth. But the way the truth came out to you, you implied. Those who didn't hear me personally they couldn't have guessed. I mean, several people were shocked to find out who I voted for. Why? Because of what I was saying. I threw my own personal convictions behind. What, what I was saying earlier, that they were talking on radio. And one man was calling me that it's things like this that's causing problems. That's why some people are ruining over us. I said, who's ruining over you? Just because I said, just the things I've said now. Listen, don't think you can gather against the Lord. If you gather, he will scatter you. You will come one way, you will return seven ways. That's how God is. How would the church get a good leader for Nigeria? Let's get it clear. The church, the church in Nigeria, hear the word of the Lord. If you want a good leader for Nigeria, first recognize that God is not listening to you. Doesn't, I'm like, you're not telling him who is good. He decides by himself. He gives the kingdom to who? Whosoever he chooses. It's his choice. But then you can position yourself for receiving a good leader. How do you do it? It's simple. Number one, repentance from dead works. As a church, preach against corruption. As a church, preach against unrighteousness. As a church, preach against division. How can people that can't marry each other be praying for this, for who be president? Does it make sense? You say, our denomination, you know the denomination that they can't marry from that denomination? Some of them because they feel they are too holy. Some because they are too special. Some of them, some very unholy churches who be doing shakara. You know there are churches that have seen that I'll address what I'm about to say. When they tell me that man is a pastor in that church, I ask, is he born again? It's the kind of question that we ask. Yeah, they'll be doing shakara that I remember I can't marry from somewhere else in my mind. Who wants to marry you before? You know, you're wondering, hey, we don't want to marry you now. 
Then I do I remember I cannot marry from another church. Like, ah, oh, well, please stay. Stay amongst yourself with yourself. Then some feel like they are the holy ones of God. We know what everybody else don't know. We have the spirit they don't have. Hey, Jesus said, now, wow. What is the spirit? Let me hear the spirit you have. You call that spirit? Because <laughs> you can speak in what you call tongues. And they say they have the spirit. The other people don't have. And the two, now, they want to now pray. And now God should give them a good leader. Because if I gave you a good leader, you will cut him in two. <laughs> Somebody wrote something. What are you talking about? Bolat uh, uh, is a Christian VP. The person saw something that, you no, know, it struck me. He said 90% of those who criticize Yemi Oshibajo that want to kill him, they are Christians. I said, now, so, you see, let me not even stay there. I don't want to stay. Let me just preach my message. Let's not go too deep into politics. If you want a good leader, you know, fight against disunity amongst yourselves. These are the reasons God gives people into the hands of a cruel master. Pray against lying from your pulpit. You know, when pastors preach sometimes, one day I sat down, one man was preaching. I told my wife, he's lying. What do I look like? What? I said, he's lying. I use some bad words. God is helping me to stop saying. I was angry. Yesterday I got home. My wife was listening. As I entered the house, she put on a message. Somebody shared this and they are sharing around. And one man said, he ah. was about to start prophesying against bandits. I collected the phone from my wife and flung it. A phone that just paid 50k to change the screen. I almost broke it again. I was, you know why I was angry? If you want to know why. Because I just left here yesterday. If you were here yesterday, you know what I'm talking about. When we saw iniquity in the midst of her, that is the church. Then I now saw a man praying against bandits, praying against kidnappers. I said, you think that's your problem? Some of that kidnap money, they even tie it and you collect it. You won't know now. How will you know when you're collecting everything? I was, my wife said, wait now, you won't break my phone. I said, I mean, I'm angry. You are praying against judgment from Assyria. Meanwhile, you that went after all that gods, that made God send the Assyrians against you to plunder your land, northern Israel. You have not done anything about it. The church wants good leaders. I'm telling you, you will end division. You will end, you pray against wrong doctrines. All these doctrines that no matter what you do, <laughs> your salvation is intact. Any doctrine, I've told you, anybody who's preaching a doctrine that's removing the fear of God from the children of God, God will close you down. You don't have to like me. You don't have to agree with me. When you don't close, you come and see me. <laughs> Telling you the truth. See, two things you must provoke. No, three things. Oh, let me not, let's just be mad. Things you must provoke as a preacher. One, faith. I want to say faith now, please. Let's leave faith. Let's see what we call faith. When people listen to you, a number of things you must provoke in their hearts. One of them, it's true faith. And what is true faith? Faithfulness. You know what people call faith? I want something, I get it. That's what they call faith. Let me tell you what faithfulness is. Let me tell you what faithfulness is. What real faith is. It's faithfulness. Real faith is faithfulness. It's like marriage. It's like you marry somebody. So what is faith? To marry Jesus. I hope you're getting my point. That's real faith. Real faith is to, him, is to say to him, no matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. That's real faith. It's not like I can get something. It's even if you don't give me, we will die together. If you want to see faith, eh, go and look at the little child. Maybe the child has like two years. He or she can walk. And he does something. And mommy says, 
Why did you do that? I'm going to give a small flick you know, on the cheek. You know that kind of that pain the child. You, to, uh, or you just tap the child on the butt and you start walking away. What does the child do? Is he happy or cry? But wherever you go, he's going to follow. He's crying. As you're walking away, he's stomping after you. Assuming now maybe you're about to go out of the house. You may enter your car. Somebody else is there and you drive off. The child will be there frantic. That's what they call faith. That's, that's the real meaning of faith. That you are my mother. If you like, you beat me. You are my mother. If I do something bad, you are my mother. That is, whatever it is, you are, that's what they call faith. That's real faith. It's faithfulness. So when people finish listening to you, they are more dedicated to Christ than before. Not saying that I have waited for God for two, two, two for, for three, three years for this thing. If you, if you know he doesn't want to do it, let's just find another way. You never believe from the beginning. I used to think that faith means that um, uh, just knowing that what that thing God will do it for you. That's not what faith means. Real faith, the height of faith is God. You will do it. You are a faithful God. But if you won't do it, you are still a faithful God. That's what real faith is. So that's the way you like it and fine. Look, if you think I'll stop following you, I will not stop. You want to know what they call faith? I will explain again. I'm not using another illustration from scriptures. Ruth! That's what they call faith. You are a young woman. You can still find a husband. Me, my name is Mara. I mean, my life is full of bitterness. Don't follow me back from Moab to Israel. After I explained and explaining, Opa decided to go and go back. He said, go, you have a life in front of you. Me, I'm an old woman now. Even if I were to have a child today, are you going to wait for the young man, if it happens to be a boy, because it happens to be a girl, are you going to wait for the young man to grow up so he can marry you? Because that's a culture. You marry the next son. Say, my daughter, please go. And Opa thought about it. Say, my, you're a good woman. You're making sense. Thank you, my mother-in-law. And Ruth looked. If you want to know what Ruth was thinking, I'll tell you what Ruth was thinking. People think faith means that I began to calculate, I began to see from scripture. No. Faith just looked, Ruth just looked and said, your name is Mara Abi. Right now we are with you, you are this bitter. If we left you now, how sadder and more bitter will you be? You said I'm still young. Yes. So I have time. You don't have time. So let me sacrifice now to have you settled. Go back to your people. Your people will be my people. Go back to your God. Your God will be my God. She tried and tried and Ruth said, just leave me. Let me tell you something about faith. Ruth did not know there was a Boaz waiting. Ruth did not know what would happen to her. She did not know the God of Naomi. She just knew the Naomi of that God. That's what she knew. That's why the Bible says faith works by love. See, responsible and faithful people say that they have it. <laughs> you don't have faith. You don't have faith except you are faithful. Faith doesn't mean Jesus has given me everything. No, it means I have married him. That's what it means. It means the bond between me and Christ can never be broken. That's what faith is. This faith that we have taught as if he will give you everything you ask for. That's not genuine faith. Genuine faith means that I've lost control of my life. I have handed it over to him. That's real faith. What's my life going to be? I will discover it later. I can't decide it by myself. Anything that gives you the impression you can plot out your life be it's, it's fake. Because that thing will be frustrated. And they will now look and say, God, for everything we have done for you, what have you done for us? Now I've said it again and again. You cannot be negotiating with God. It's not allowed. 
You can't say, I've done something for you. You do back for me. You look at this. Yeah. Now, not get that for you in that place. See this respect. You are breathing free of charge. How much have I collected? Your heart is beating. Please don't think about your heart beating. It's scary. Yeah. You know, this heart eh, is the scariest thing. I, look, I know. I don't like to think about it. Though. Because why it's beating, we don't know. And it continues to beat. You know, if you lie down, your leg does not move for one day. Nothing spot. If you close your eyes, don't see for one week, nothing spot. If your heart does not beat for five seconds, you pass out. If it doesn't beat for five minutes, you're dead meat. That's not even the annoying part. It has been beating before your mother knew she was pregnant. And God has not charged. Now give you a sheet. A sheet of 10,000 naira. You show a sheet. Then heaven is supposed to fall. Do something dangerous for the Lord. Foolishness. And you know, you know what pains me about that foolishness is the way we stand um, and declare boldly on international TV. As I began to speak this morning, and the Lord began to speak, ah, ah, you are lying like this. Me, if I want to lie, my, my, my mouth would shake. Oh. If you are lying, and one woman said, I'm a product of seed. I'm going to take a seed today. I'm a product of seed. I said, We seed. Is it the one your father planted? I agree. What is the money you gave? My friend, don't be stupid. The Lord is good. Number one thing I said, if you're a preacher, or if you are studying the word, most provoking you is faith. And I said that faith is what? Faithfulness. How you know whether you are, faith is being provoked in your heart is faithfulness. I like to tell the story once. I went to, Lagos, I went to my church in Lagos, my first time. When I was going that day, I was wearing white. What I was wearing was sparkling white. Now, not just white, stashed white. You know why that is important? If you're wearing normal white, that's not stashed. If water falls on it, it will dry, it returns to normal. But when it's stashed, now avoid rain. No. <laughs> avoid rain. So that day I was wearing white and it was stashed. And I went to church. When I was going, it rained. It's Lagos. It rained that day, and I didn't have a car. All right? So when I was going to church, this was how I was doing. You know this kind of, don't step here. When the car wants to pass, you run to the other end. You wait for it to go. Bam, it splashes the water. Then you walk again. Then you jump. Carefully, that's how I entered into church. Then I sat down, and the pastor began to teach. I still have the message, Inheritance Inside the New Man, by Pastor Poju. And he began to teach. And as he was teaching, ah, ah, as he was teaching, like, what? The word was coming, rapid fire. I spoke for like two hours, 15 minutes thereabout. And when he finished teaching, when I was going home, so I was walking. My white. I didn't care whether I splashed with mud. Ah, I said, this God will be serving. I didn't care. You know, the man described the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. He began to describe the, the, part, the part that God is playing in my life. Then suddenly he said, I, I just only saw our temporal afflictions, that they are light. And as long as you look at the things that are seen and not seen, because the things that are seen are temporary. The ones that are not seen are eternal. He said that light affliction begets for us what? An eternal weight of glory. 
I said, what? Do you know what? My starched white cloth was the last thing on my mind. I remember when I listened to Supernatural Living Series by Bishop Oedipo at that time. I'm telling you, you will come out. I remember I was giving to one of our sisters. I said, look, I'll send you a set of messages. I said to her, I said, MJ, when you finish listening, you will come out. I said, the color of the air will change. I lost fear, I'm telling you. Care of this world? No. Some pastors, they finish listening to them. People will feel like failures. And they didn't commit sin, no. Just say, eh? That's why your mate is still, still is. You are still wearing 1,000 right shirt. Your mates are already wearing Tom Ford. One day I saw Tom Ford. I don't know what I was looking for. Before Bianca even told us about uh, Peter B's Tom Ford, I had, I had seen Tom Ford. One suit, 2.5 million. You go, oh. So if I wear it, will it protect me from temptation of the devil? They are wondering. <laughs> like they said, <laughs> they said, one lady once asked her boyfriend for money to buy soap. And the guy said, maybe the guy said, so the guy said, how much is soap? Normal, how much is normal soap? I don't know how much they said things this place. Don't be angry with me. I've been married for a very long time. How much is this soap now? 200 naira. Okay, 300. Okay. So the guy said, maybe like uh, 5,000 for one bar of soap. And the man said, did wash away sin? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. So when a pastor will preach and say, this was your, your mate have When you leave that place, you are dejected. You are sad. And you did not commit any iniquity. Please, if they preach to you like that three, four times, go and find another church. After this generation, stop tolerating nonsense. Faith is one thing you must stay in the heart of people. And that faith is the same word as faithfulness. Another thing that listening to the word, if you're a preacher, what your words must provoke in people is love for the saints. It must. It must provoke unity. It must provoke love. It must. People must love their lives less. They must. They must. Your words must provoke love for God. That's actually what faith is. Then love for the brethren. So I see people finish preaching. The church is divided. There's a particular denomination I know. I just feel sorry for them because you know God will soon arise and the enemies will be scattered. They tell their members, when you go home, if there's none of our branches near your place, you don't go to church, you stay at home. So that they will not pull you the thing you have. Yes, they actually do that. They say, you don't fear God, you're not born again. Why are we talking about this? So you see young men, young, men, young women will go to school. And they will go on holiday for two months. They won't go to church. Why? Because, you know, the kind of revelation they are working in. Praise God. <laughs> You're working in a kind of revelation that's dividing the body of Christ. Paul said, that's why many of you are sick. That's why many die. Because they did not rightfully descend the body of Christ. Anytime you hear the word, it must provoke love for the saints. It must. It must provoke love. You see, we can't all go to the same church. I hope you're getting my friend. My, my point. We can't. No, it's not possible. God doesn't even want it. Because the way some people are doing, Lue, Lue, Lue. <laughs> some others just want, they want to just sing. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is your Lue thing, eh? <laughs> and all of them is worship as far as God is concerned. 
whether you are Luwain or you are singing hymns, you know. Hey. Now, I used to say, when we get to heaven, I'm not sure that white, white people and black people will be in the same church. <laughs> no, in heaven, there has to be a black church. Have you ever seen a white man dance before? You just say, Boy, are, you, are you hearing that music? You know, you be. <laughs> white man, just the shake, just the shake, anyhow, shake like leaf, where breeze they blow. But you know, the black man knows how to interpret the beat. I mean, it's in the body. I hope you get my point. We didn't learn it, though. As a bonus, that the one we were crying, we were crying with rhythm. <laughs> so that's why I don't really think that we're going to get to heaven. Everybody will say, you want to spoil the worship? No. I say, black worship is tomorrow morning by 9 o'clock. <laughs> but we can still be in agreement. That's what I'm making. We don't have to be in the same church, but we can be in agreement. We can love one another. Like they lost the one, an example I keep on giving, you know, churches that like to branch, branch anyhow. Eh? You be branching like, branching like rhizopods. It's not necessary. Some of those branches are not necessary. You don't even have people to handle the branches. You know the example I give? You go to Northern Nigeria and want to plant branch in the north. Okay. They now start posting pastors that they want to punish. Once I want here, twelve. Yeah, they are rich Lagos. <laughs> now a car backfire. Nobody say anybody shoot him. A car just misfire. Twelve. The guy don't reach Lagos. After I said, the spirit is speaking to me. It's not necessary. Give us it. It's not necessary. When you get there, find people who are doing what you are doing already. It's just an attitude. It's an attitude. You guys are doing this, man. This guy is rough. This place. This place is rough. I don't know how you guys manage here, but we have an anointing for the city. Amen. Praise God. Lagos is where God called us to, but we have some money. How can we help you? Like I keep saying, it's very simple. What do they need? I mean, your, car, your pastor drives a brand new Range Rover, for goodness sake. That will sustain like 50 pastors in that place. Say, so, Pastor, this is your Range Rover. You can use it for under two years. You know, go die. I was supposed to buy you another one this year, but let's have the money. We buy very strong bikes. Say, guys, we'll put you people on salary every month. Uh, for your children, please, scholarships. All of this, you have not finished Range Rover money. Oh, do you know how much a brand new Range Rover is? Who knows? Who eh, How much? 40 million. 40 something. Because that must be cheap, really. 40 is cheap, Abby. Yeah, hey, that, no, that is talking to Kumbo. <laughs> <laughs> in today's naira, no. No, think about it. I mean, you are buying cars at eighty, hundred thousand dollars when they are brand new before you pay custom duties. Some of those cars are heavy. Believe me, you know, very powerful. Okada, they never, they never reach five hundred k. They get a very good one. You know that? Yes, motorbike, strong one. You still get less than five hundred k. Less than. Now you see, two fifty, three hundred, you get. I know how much federal government collects for institution in a year. It's still not up to you, you, UNN is still one of the most expensive, seventy thousand a year. So you can give scholars. I'm not gonna say you can help some people. Why are you you know there are churches you know, that you, you want to branch you want to plant branch branch in Meduguri. Do you look like you can plant branch? Or some of those there, maybe you go to Guzo, you want to plant branch. All these your yellow faces. When some beat them, all of them go black. 
some people, people planting branches on parts of the north. I'll be looking at them and say, your English, you know, nobody will believe. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, be real. But if we see each other as one, I hope you're getting my point. We won't have a problem. Your success is my success. Is it your church that said that they plan to have five minutes branch, every branch, a branch? <laughs> five minutes. Sorry, you know, we'll talk at me. No, I don't. The time, my, my emotional anointing is very strong now, so I'll say what I want to say. That vision, even though it wasn't given to me personally, but I know how to interpret visions and the spirit of visions, that interpretation is wrong. Take the message to the leaders. That interpretation is wrong. Say, Pastor, what do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. I mean, if you have a branch here, five minutes you want to plant the next branch, you get there, you see assemblies of God, you see what they are doing, jump them, count on that five minutes. You get there, you see a church you recognize as a true church, jump them again, count them, they are part of the five minutes. The five minutes is not wrong. But to say it has to be your denomination, I'm sorry, I cannot accept it. That's why the same people will tell you that uh, God said, our, said to our founding father that he will meet this church when he comes back. I said, God does not smoke. <laughs> the Holy Spirit does not use Mpurumiri, lai lai. <laughs> Let's tell ourselves the truth. The Holy Spirit doesn't dabble in some things. Did he say that? No, he did not. But you're not there. Do I have to be there? If you tell me now, you understand, that this lizard mated with this um, cockroach and they gave birth to that uh, monkey, do I have to be there? Some things don't happen. It is not in line with the spirit of Christ for God to name a denomination. No. In that regard, no. When you, see, you, should, you have to write fully. You know, that's why you have to, he said you have to judge prophecies. There's a spirit behind it. The testimony of Jesus, you have to, you have, yes, the spirit of, you have to learn to judge it. So when God says you'll be in five minutes, look, listen, you have, what you just need, the spirit of discernment. You have one here, you walk down five minutes, you're about to start, you now see how some people, ah, you listen to their songs. It's the same kind of songs you sing, ah. You talk to the pastor, he's preaching Christ, very, very similar to the way you preach, you're not 100% right, so he doesn't have to be in agreement with you 100%. You don't need his tithe, you don't need his offering, forget that thing. When you listen to him, ah. You extend to him what? A right hand of fellowship. That was what Paul and Peter did. When Paul came to Jerusalem, he said, look at what has been happening. Ah, He said, it appears, therefore, that God has given you that anointing to the uncircumcised. So they gave him the right hand of fellowship. And he said, let's remember we are brethren. So help the poor in Jerusalem. Paul said, that was one they were very happy to do. What am I saying? If you hear the truth of the word of God, eh? it will provoke faith, love for the brethren in your heart. It will. It will break down church divisions. It will. All this one, now this is our denomination, our denomination that we are separate. Paul said it's childish. Say you are babes in Christ. How do I know? One says I'm of Paul. One says I'm of Apollos. One says I'm of Cephas. Once I'm not of any of the three of them, I am of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Say, so look at them, small, small children. So this division amongst us is a sign of what? 
babyhood, immaturity. You know that I found out some of the most arrogant and pompous people are the ones that know the least. They don't know anything. And they want to build a shell around the little they know. Anyway, that's the only way the pastor can look like God. You know, some pastors are very fun. Let me tell you, you, want, you want, let me tell you that your pastor is a bad one. You want me to tell you? He's the only one that teaches you. He's a bad pastor. Uh, you know, I told you, I'm, I drank the spirit of Amos. Jeremiah visited me. <laughs> I will say the truth. I see pastors that never quote anybody. Never refer to anybody. Only one man is the only person the whole church listens to. The Bible commentary they will use must be the one you, use, you, you wrote. Daily devotional must be your own. Book on marriage is your own. Book on faith is your own. A book on Holy Spirit is your own. Book of finance is your own. Oh boy, are you not even afraid? Ha. I hope you know there are sins on your neck. For me, I like to share this sin. <laughs> yes. So when Chuck does something that is wrong, I say, so come to that preach that one, it's not me. <laughs> I distribute it around. Hey! He said, you want me to say this wrong? I don't, you know, I don't even know what people's problems might be. Because me, I've, you know, there are some temptations I've never had. So I don't understand why people even have it. If God blesses me through a message, instantly I start sharing it out. Oh boy, have you listened to this? Please go and listen to it. Go and listen to it. I tell people that, ah, if you want to learn Bible, this is a person to listen to. If you want to be inspired, listen to this one. If you want to correct yourself in this area, listen to this. They say John Bevere teaches the fear of God. Time to read John Bevere. You understand my point? Abba, what do you gain for pretending, you know, like I keep on saying, the Lord began to speak to me. I look at the person, the Lord began to speak to you, boyfriend of God. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord began to speak to me. Hey! I'm feeling so important. And the thing the Lord is saying to him, we read it from Kenehiki 32 years ago. And this 25-year-old boy, the Lord is speaking to him. And I'm looking at him and saying, shame on you. Learning to be arrogant. It's not necessary. You want to reinvent the wheel. You want to feel anointed. It's not necessary. Read. And give credit if God blesses you through somebody else. And tell people. I don't understand some ministers, Sha. Everything is only what you told people that they were prayed by. That's how not to live longer. I'm telling you. When they come say in this area, I beg, I, I, I cannot come and go and kill myself. You've heard that thing before? Yeah, I cannot come and go and kill myself. Say, so go and meet this man of God. He knows it. Go and read your Bible. When Peter went to Samaria and preached Christ unto them, time for them to be filled with the Spirit. He sent for Peter and John. This is the man who had been doing miracles. Say so this one, Peter and John can handle it easier. Peter and John, please, people should come. Listen, when you hear the word of God, it must provoke Love for the saints in your heart. That's the point I'm making. Another thing the word of God provokes. We're talking about what? Faith. Love. What else? The goal of our instruction. Paul said through Titus. Let me just see what else is there. I've talked about the fact that you love your life less. You love the word, the, the word less. It's so important. You love the word less. Sorry, uh, uh, Timothy, sorry. Yeah. Verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. 
The goal of our instruction, Paul wrote to Timothy, is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. That is what the word of God provokes in you. I hope you're getting my point. When you hear the word of God, another thing, talking about faith again, that line of faith, is a kind of faith that it provokes in you that you rest more than before. The things that trouble other people, they don't trouble you the way they used to trouble you. It was Judah and I that were just in today. I said, the way some people will talk, I told, her, I told him, I said, they, they, they backslid. I said, they didn't used to talk like this before. I said, it's called backsliding. The reason why you talk the way you talk is because of association with the word of God. They're not afraid of what people are afraid of. A lot of people can't see anything in, tomorrow in this country. If you are seeing it, it's not because it's obvious outside. It's, no, 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 no. It's because of the word of God. And I explained something to him. I said, listen, sometimes people are talking faith because there's an environmental unction about faith. One reason is that the people you interact with, they release faith into you. Please, let me just beg you. Make sure your friends are people that believe God. Don't be hanging out with people who don't believe God because they are helping you. They are really undermining your... Re- that is, they are the destruction of your help. I don't know how to say it. What's the opposite of help? They are ruining you. Let's just put it like that. You talk to somebody. If you first wash you down, tell everything that's wrong with this country and you are not making your friend that's already gone to this country. And the other day, he gives you 10000 and you come back to collect that money. Don't come back again. Your faith is more precious than money. Your faith is like gold. It must be preserved. Hang out with those who can boost your faith when you interact with them. When you are done talking with them, you know, you are, you are, you are more committed to working with God. You are more committed to being patient. So then, you know, you finish talking, you fall asleep. One of our brothers said one day, they finished discussing the issues of Nigeria. He said, I didn't know when he started crying. <laughs> it was a young man. He just burst into, you know, tears. He said, he said, sir, I just saw my life. That my life is over. Like America would say, I knew my life was over. <laughs> we were that day, I told you, I went to church. When I left that place, eh? I could see the future so bright. It was so bright. It was so bright. I just heard a man preach. Heard him for the first time. I came out. The future was so bright. It was, I, it, I was so filled with joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit. That's another thing. Interacting with the word of God should bring to people. Unless they are walking in sin. In which case it brings sorrow that leads to repentance. Nobody who finishes hearing you teach. If you are a man of God, should be comfortable with sin. You were not saved by your works. Have you heard that thing before? So you cannot be condemned by your works. I hope you know that, that thing is, that logic is illogical. Is my English good? The logic is incongruent. It's inappropriate. It's upside down. It's twisted. For those who have not heard it before, let me debunk that rubbish from your mind. So you were not saved by your works, so you cannot be condemned by your works. Let's just take two instances. Assume you don't have a dime. And I tell you, please go and visit my friend for ten dollars. And he gives you a million dollars. Were you saved were you saved by your works? You did become rich by your works? No, answer me now. Can you become poor again by your works? It's very simple now. Just take the million dollars straight into the lagoon. You have become poor by your own works. Or you go and invest in something coin. You have become poor by your works. Or reject Natuba and say, come and multiply your money. You give her your one million dollars, then she disappears. You have become poor by your own works. Is it logical? But the best example of all 
Were you born by your works? Did your mother say to you, Andrew, won't born you now? So are you ready to be conceived? He said, yes, yes, mommy. It's okay. Let me go and jog so I can jump into your womb. Did that happen to anybody here? Please put up your hand. Let's know those who are demon possessed. <laughs> of course, he didn't do that. But let me ask you a simple question. Is suicide possible? Some things are illogical. Find me another argument. I don't, that's not what I want to talk about. Just know one thing for sure. That doctrine is not right. The only thing that's right is that nobody can snatch you away from the hands of Christ. The devil can't. The world can't. No height, no depth. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. But you can walk away from it. Never forget that. There's nothing else that can. God will not throw you away, but you can walk away. If that is very, very possible. And we'll find out all over scripture. So what I'm going to emphasize here, let's build these things in the heart of people if you are the one ministering. And if you are the one being ministered to, make sure you, these are the things that have been built in your heart. All right? The Lord is good. And let's get into today's message, I beg. I'll just greeting each other. I said we should open where? Romans chapter 12. Listen, we are the light of the world, right? The church is the salt of this nation. There is no affliction this nation is going through that the church is not responsible for. Did you hear what I said? Please bear that in mind. Please, let's all get on that crusade to have the body of Christ corrected so that the body of Christ will be walking in righteousness. It's important. At the co-workers meeting today, we're discussing how else can we spread the gospel? And we had one or two ideas drop. Okay, we can do this. Because listen, this nation was created for a reason. And the church in her is the focus of something that God is doing in this season on this earth. And God has to, you know, he said the lost portion is what? His people. Israel is the allotment of his inheritance. That is, if God creates the whole, you know, let's just start with our, this is our galaxy. And in it, there are so many solar systems. There's this point solar system that we are in right now, okay? That is sun as in the center. So all of it doesn't concern him. Then on the earth, in the solar system, there's one planet, the thought from the sun, called the earth. That one has a huge amount of rocks and water and everything. Inside the water and on the, on the terrestrial aspect, there are so many plants and all kinds of animals and all of that. He said, God said, all of those things, whether it is the solar system, whether it's the sun, whether it's the other planets, you know, the Jupiter, you know what Jupiter does? You know Jupiter is there for a reason. Who knows why Jupiter is there? What is the size of Jupiter? <laughs> why is it there? Everybody, Colonia Aka. <laughs> yeah, he got it right. Yeah, it, it's it, because of his mass, he pulls away asteroids from the Earth. Some of them impacting the Earth, as they are approaching, the gravity of Jupiter pulls them towards itself and they crash into Jupiter. Yeah, that's it. God, no, don't, nothing's there by accident. Your father taught you that one, right? Uh, let's clap for his father. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start for his school too. <laughs> the Lord is good. So he said, All things are yours. That's what I'm trying to say. Everything is yours. Jupiter is there because of you. So no asteroid is crashing into your head. Jupiter is there because of you. The sun is there because of you. It stored a lot of divine energy, which he releases to you gradually, for photosynthesis, 
for warming the planet. You understand? It does all of that. The sun is there because of you for monitoring night and day. That's why, that's why it's there. The moon is there because of you. Everything, the seas, the oceans, they are there because of you. In all of these things, only one thing is because of God. The lost portion is his people. So he says you can have the oceans. You can have the fish. You can have the fishes. You can have the animals. You can have the plants. You can have the mountains. You can have the snow. You can have the water falling from the sky. You can have water in the deep. You can have the sun itself. You can have the moon. The lost portion is his people. That is why if you have not given your life to Christ, you're a criminal. You're a thief. You took the lost portion. He gave you food, you ate it. He gave you water, you drank it. You're enjoying his son, you're enjoying everything. He said, he said Lord, what is your own portion? He doesn't even ask it's 10%. <laughs> the lost portion is not 10%. The lost portion is his people. If you appreciate anything has done for you, you have to give your life to Christ. That's the only thing he's getting. Let's get that clear. So the body of Christ, that's the most precious possession he has on the earth. How did, he say, how did Peter say it again? You are a, a chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a people for a royal priest to thank you, a people for God's own possession. That's it. That's First Peter 2, 9, right? Not read that in a long time. Let's just read it. We'll quote it from it now. So let's bear that in mind. And you want to know something? He's going to get his own. No, no, we'll not cheat him. He will get it. I want to read it in two versions. I want to combine the old, look, let me use the New King James and then New American Standard. He said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. He said that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me just add New American Standard to that. He said, people for God's own possession. So you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What am I going to say? God is going to purify his own possession. Yeah, he's going to do that. He's going to do that. We said something yesterday and I want to explain it again. And that's the fact that in this world of today, you know what? It's very easy to shine. And this is the word of the Lord for this season. It was as we were preaching yesterday that it dropped in my heart. As we were studying the scriptures here together yesterday. We know on Friday we have discussion. We just sit down. Everybody sits down. You can ask questions. You can talk. You can, you know, contribute. We just sit down like a round table thing, you know. We're not literally on a round table, but the discussion is round table level. Everybody can say something. Like today now, there's only one platform. You can't say anything unless you're up here. But on Fridays, it's different. As we are talking yesterday, that's when he just struck me when he said, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And what struck me there was we are discussing the kind of evil and the troubles that you find on this earth. And God was saying, you know, for Christians... Like now, there's a lot of light here now. So if I bring out my my device has a touch, like yours, most likely has also. If I put it on here, you can only notice it is on. It's on now, but I'm sure you can see it. Yeah, it's on now. Where there was the switch off the light on the platform, you suddenly know that this something is glowing here. And if they switch off all the lights in this hall and it's night, it's actually 
enough for you to see your way. I hope you're getting my point. Yes. So, sometimes when the light is small and God wants it to shine, he puts in the midst of great darkness. So when he says, arise, shine, for your light has come. Next line he says, verse 2, and I'm jumping one line. He said, behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise, not on the people, but upon you. His glory will appear upon you. So you begin to glow in the midst of darkness. Are you are getting my point? So yesterday we were discussing, we realized something that, Kai, so much darkness is this country. And Jesus made it clear that if there's darkness in a nation, the body of Christ is the light of that nation. Now, this now our country is dark. Was it this morning I said or yesterday? That we have two options in this nation. This is true. Now I'm judging partly based on what I know that's going on outside, which I won't bother repeat, not to scare people. Right? But this nation has a choice of two. Either it burns. Now, please, don't get me wrong. It's, it's doable. It can burn. Don't think it's impossible. I mean, Ukraine is burning right now. You know that. I mean, they're not at peace. I mean, the Western world is helping them to fight Russia, but there's no... They are helping them to fight on the agreement that they will not cross into Russia. Which means that as long as the war lasts, Ukraine is the one being destroyed. You can be winning as far as you are concerned, but you are the one being destroyed. America has given them long-range missiles to be able to shoot Russian targets from far with the agreement that they must not shoot into Russia. Because they don't want, want an, out or, uh, an all-out war with Russia. So Ukraine is suffering, really. That war has to come to an end. It has to. You know, <laughs> Yemen has not been at peace forever. I mean, for, I don't know how long now. This is a possible. Listen, let's not assume that these things can't happen. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but this world has seen a lot of it before. In three months, Rwanda, by the hands of people and by disease, lost almost a million people. 800,000 people died, more than that, in three months. You don't remember what happened in Sierra Leone and in Liberia. That was years ago. So these things happen. So when I say nation can burn, I'm not joking. Happened, it has happened before. It, it keeps happening. And Satan is always looking for how to make it happen. So our nation has only one, has two options right now. One, it burns. Or number two, there's a revival. There's no third option. Either the nation burns, or there's what? A revival. And please, you can't run away. Don't even think I'll run. No. If you run, you run into trouble. You run into trouble. So God says, better sit down and ensure there's a revival. Yes, you have to. We began by saying, please don't put a, the hope on your hope on anybody. You can't do that. You can't put hope on anybody. You can't. Bola Tinubu is not coming to save you. Peter B is not coming to save you. None of them has the, has the power. None. Abubakar Atiku cannot save anybody. APC, PDP, 
You know, some people say that, uh, you know, they are tired of the old brigade. That's why they are moving a new movement. Like I was telling you chooks earlier today, most of the people who are moving, once you give them money, they will stop motion. It's not human, but we know them now. Most of these are activities, and I know they share riches. Don't be deceived, though. In another share riches is their problem. Most of them, I know them. See, I'm like Jesus Christ. I know them. <laughs> Should I prove it to you? I will tell you. The delegates that went for APC and PDP conventions were randomly selected. How come they did not reject the bribes? What does that tell you? All these people are moving, 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 moving now. If you replace the delegates, they also queue up, collect money, and go back home. Don't be deceived. Please, do not be deceived. There's no, there's no, there's nothing. There's nothing. No, nobody can help, nobody can help you. But I want to explain the order of God. What exactly God expects, which we began to talk about yesterday. It just came into that uh, discussion. You know, yesterday, that's why they didn't go ahead again. We talked, talked until we began to pray. The nation either burns or there's revival. But I think we have chosen the one we want to choose. People of God. Which one have we chosen? Revival. That's the revival. So it will not burn. Amen. It will not go the way of Rwanda. Amen. It will not go the way of Somalia. Amen. It will not go the way of Yemen. Amen. It will not go the way of Ukraine. Amen. No. We will have mercy. Yes, we'll have mercy. Even though God sent a word against Nineveh, yet when they repented, God suspended judgment. So in that manner, we are going to have mercy. Amen. I don't have any doubt in my heart. That is what I'm saying. But this is the order of God. He said, when darkness fills the earth and gross darkness fills the people, what does he say you should do? Arise and what? Shine. shine. You know what it means to shine? First, I've established that it's easier to shine when everywhere is dark. It's easier to shine. Yes, as we're talking here, I just said, I said, this is the time that it's so easy to be a Christian. We say, what do I mean by so easy? People are doing so much bad that you don't even have to go, you don't have to go to, for evangelism in the bush to show you're a believer. Just refuse to do the bad. And you will stand out. You will shine. That's, you know, it's simple. It is that simple. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, that is the demand of the Spirit right now. He said, arise, shine. What does it mean? Everybody lies. Just don't tell a lie. That's all it means. I said when God, as a matter of fact, when God went to Sodom and Gomorrah, he didn't go and say how many people have given their lives to Christ. I'm trying to find 50 people, 50 righteous people. Have you been baptized in water? Oh, yeah, queue up, queue up, queue up. Which one do you go to? Write your name for me here. That was not what they call 50 righteous people. How many else there you pray? Hey, Lord, I intercede five hours every day. No. You know what he does? You just go to court and go from one chamber to another. And let me just see a judge that does not take bribes. That's what they were saying. Let me just see a judge that doesn't take bribes. So the spirits will just go that they circulate around. And the angels will provoke people to try and bribe the judges. And they will check and say, how many judges have you checked all over Sodom and Gomorrah? Say they have a total of 200 judges, sir. How many didn't take the bribe? Said none. Said okay. So we didn't find anyone in the, in the court. No problem. By the way, how many of the lawyers offer bribes? He says, sir, all of them. It's all right. None, none in the judiciary. Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's go to the university. Go to the vice chancellor's office. Let's start from there. Let's check how many bachelors they have. Let's expand Sodom and Gomorrah to Nigeria now. I said they have about uh, 200 vice chancellors. How many universities do we have? Is it up to 200 now? Huh? Okay, let's just say 200. So they have 200 vice chancellors. I said, good. Please check for me how many of them don't sell admissions for money. And then just we look and look. Say, ah, we found one, sir. One. Okay, write that one down. Okay, let's go to deans of the faculties. Let's go to lecturers. Which ones don't sell money? A seller is Max for money. Which ones don't harass female students? Let's just see. They said we found like two. In all the universities said good. They keep on going round and round. That's all. He's not checking who has given his life to Christ. One of our brothers said something when I posted it yesterday. Kai, it, it hit me. Let me see whether I can really find it. Whoa. I need to find this because this is so powerful. I shared something. Yes. Okay, this is what I said. Please, let me just read it so that you get the background. Faith and works. I just write what I call seller moments, seller thoughts, you know, seller word, seller prayer. I do that. I do that once in a while. I've got a bunch of them. This is one of the ones I just read this about two days ago. Yesterday, actually, precisely. I was reading the book of Titus. And I said, Paul actually balances teachings well. Those who want to be confused are the ones who are. I said, read this. So we read Titus chapter 3. I wrote, quoted Titus 3, two verses there. Verse 5 says, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. He saved us not on what? On the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness. So we are not saved by works, but we are saved by what? Faith. Next, verse 8. This is a trustworthy statement. And concerning these things, I wanted to speak confidently. So that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. I say, hey, notice it. Paul said, you are not saved by your good deeds. But if you really have believed, you must engage in good deeds. That is, this is my interpretation. If you are not doing good deeds, you have not been saved. <laughs> the genuineness of your faith has outward proof. Now, look at what the brother said that, that hit me. He said, thank you, sir. This we must affirm, affirm, he said, pastor, this we must affirm constantly in writing and in speaking. He said, the, listen to this, the saving grace is also the enabling grace. Woo! I gave him thumbs up and quoted there. I said, saving grace is enabling grace. The same grace that saves you it is the same grace that enables you to walk above sin and walk in righteousness. See, that some of our deductions don't make any sense. That uh, in our I know we know you're not saved by your works, but if you are saved by grace, that grace that saves you also enables you. What am I saying? When God goes around counting, He wants to see those who have been enabled to do right, not those who claim they are Christians. Those who are walking in the enablement. To do that which is right. They are the ones he's counting. So when he says, arise, shine. What he saying? do that which is right. You know what? In this generation, you will stand out. When I said it's easy to be a Christian, I don't mean that there's no pressure. What I mean, it's so easy to stand out because everybody is doing what is wrong. I don't know whether you're getting my point. You know, if you go to some countries, eh, people obey the rules. They obey rules a lot. 
You know now they have autonomous cars. Cars that can drive themselves. You just sit down inside, you put the address, and you can literally close your eyes and sleep. If you drive to where you are going, and it will park, and you will get up and come down. I mean, it's not rocket, it's not, it's not done. It's whether the licensing issue is what they are now discussing in the United States and parts of Europe. It's, it's, it's already, they've, they've tested it, it's working. Tesla, which you all know, the electric vehicle company, he has what they call autopilot. Autopilot mode is similar to airline pilot, airline autopilot mode. The pilot, the driver is there, but you don't have to do anything. When you switch it on, you just um, relax. The car knows when the car in front of you has slowed down, it will slow down also. It knows when to change lane. It knows when, to, when it sees traffic light, it will stop. When it goes to green, you keep going. It can't recognize all of those things. <laughs> it can't drive in Lagos. <laughs> and one, the car go freeze. The brain box will overheat. I can assure you. When down for drive, I shout. The room, the cars are, you know, they are designed to read road marking, road signs, everything. Now, an average Nigerian won't understand how that works. Yeah, because you have never driven where people are sitting. You have driven where they say green light. And Keke just blows past as if that you are the one in green zone is red. Though. It just blows past like you don't have where you are going. Yeah. You are getting my point. You know, I told you once, this was many years ago, long ago. I was in the US for a course for some time. I was in Houston. So I had a car horn. I was in my apartment, a car horned. So I called my friend who I was staying with him for some time, you know, before I came for my course. We just went to play in his house for a few days. I called him, I said, Chooks. Then he was in New York. I said, Chooks, I had the car horn. Then it dawned on me that in the last 10 days that I've been here, I've not had the car horn. He said, oh, bank, they don't horn. Do you know, it didn't strike me. It was the day I had the horn. Pam. I said, wait, oh. So I read this city. I've not had one horn. Now, that's America's fourth largest city. So if you're talking about cars, they have it in abundance. But nobody uses the horn. You know why? Everybody, they stay in lane. There's hardly any reason to horn. So if you're a good driver there, we will not notice because everybody drives normally. I hope you're getting where I'm going. So, you know, one of the issues they have in that country, why the police can be very effective is that few people break the law. Very few people break the law. You know, one day, this is another part of the U.S., one of our brothers, he had a very nice car. We had a program in his house. This was in Atlanta. So, daddy, I'd never driven a Hummer. So, he had a Hummer. So, I said, ah, bro, let me drive your Hummer. This was some time ago. So, we're going out somewhere. I said, can I drive? He said, no problem. Except that, you know, their own traffic, everything was quite complicated for me. So, I was going, so I forgot to, they said, we're going to turn, the way we're going, it was giving me direction. We're going to turn up, up front. He said, hey, you have not indicated you are turning. I'm like, oh, okay, what's the issue that? Traffic, everybody is stopping. Now. You know, there's the way I just took it very... You know what he said to me? He said, Bank, take it easy. Say said, our policemen here, they have no work. <laughs> yeah, he said there's no work. That, there's, that the crime here, the part of Atlanta where he lives, he said the crime is so low that for not just trafficking, like, like, you know, for not dictating your attorney, they will pull you over in Nigeria. <laughs> we break so many laws that nobody cares. <laughs> 
whether you wait till you whether you if I saw a positive even though it's a crime, not to indicate before you turn. For some people I hear say, eh, so if I don't do it, then what will not happen? In this our country, we break so many laws, my brother, that we do so much evil, nobody bothers because worse people than you are driving past that road. I'm not understanding the meaning of what? Arise, shine. Right now, people do so much bad in this our nation. And I'm giving you the word of the Lord. He said, you don't have to struggle to stand out. Do you get my point? That you don't have to struggle to stand out. For example, everybody drives as if they are mad. Just drive normally. Get to the traffic light and stop. You're a university lecturer. Lecture time is 8 o'clock. Just get there on time. Teach. Mark your assignment. Don't sell handouts. Please, don't. You want to write a textbook? Write it. Put it in the library. Let it be optional for those who want to buy. No, not library, the bookshop. Let it be optional for those who want to buy, who don't want to buy. Let people know that they are not under pressure to buy your book. You are going to score them according to what they write for you. If your book is good, they will buy it. You know, I told you, I spread it. When I first came to Enugu, I began Kingdom World Ministries. I spread the gist around fast. Medical students are not allowed to come here. Yeah, that's why you don't see them. Or they, they, it's not even necessary anymore. But that time, I held a lot of power because there were very few people. You don't come. I said, if I see you, if I, uh, let me give you something that will make you laugh. One day, I was teaching some receipt people. So they had special problems. They had done the exam twice, so they didn't pass. This was not their third attempt. So I gathered them to give them special coaching. So I was going to see them a few times a week. So the first day we met, we all met, sat in one particular laboratory, sat around about like 20 of them. So I told them how it's going to be. How the lectures would be, the assignments, what they would do. And I said, hey, there's one thing. I said, how many of you know Tigua Junction? That's where we used to be. I said, I said, there's one particular building there. I described it very well. He said, you know, I said, if you get to top floor there, he said, I have an office there. Yes, my Bible study office called Kingdom World Ministries. So you know what they're expecting now. If you can have time, you know, just come around. Let's discuss the word of God. So when I said, I said, if I see you there, God will punish you. <laughs> if I see the remember one guy, that is the laughter. I said, if I see any one of you there, I said, if I see you there, let me just warn you now. They looked at me like, what? And you know, some who didn't come for that, this thing, maybe another time, two of them came at different times. I walked both of them out. I was teaching, I saw one guy coming. I said, this guy looks like my student. So I finished preaching. I called him. I said, remember his name. I said, come here. His name is something Christian. I won't give you the phone. I remember the name very well. I just said, come. Christian, come. I was standing like this. I said, what are you doing here? I said, before I open my eyes, get out. I said, before I open my eyes, if I open my eyes and I see you here, you will hit yourself. Get out. Yeah, I walked in. He couldn't believe it. And that one came on the like, I said, what are you doing here? I said, my friend, will you move out before I sprint your face in my head? Get, move! You know what? You know what they, they will come and do? We are one of your people. <laughs> if I remember, you, um, uh, Israel, Diogo, and then, what's her name? George. When they passed my subject, they came. Good afternoon, sir. Can we start coming for Bible study now? I said, yes. Now you are free. Now that um, uh, uh, no, eye service, ophthalmology has ended, that you cannot start coming. Because I made it clear to them, listen, you are not coming to come and use a ministry that I committed my life to, to be playing at academic politics. I said, lie, lie, I will not agree. So they just quickly spread around and said, that guy is a wicked soul. Because I said to them clearly, I'm not giving you one mark. 
because you come from my Bible study. So I don't want, let's not even go into the discussion. Whatever I will do for people, I will do for everybody because you're my student. I will coach you extra. I will give you tests. I will help you. But please, don't even come to play politics near where I do my ministry. To everybody, if my son is in my class, I will fail him well. In fact, just because he's not good, his mother won't like it. I will have loved to just fail him for the sake of failing him for the first time. So everybody will know that if his son can fail, no hope for friendship. I'm waiting. Maybe my, some of my children will come to my class. The only thing you will gain, you're my child, you're my daughter, you're my son, is that I will teach. Ah, no, 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 no. In fact, your classmates will even know ahead of time. Say you know book. Before that exam, you'll have been, you say, ah, this girl, this boy, he know this stuff. I will have packed your head full of it. So that when you pass, it won't be surprising. What am I going to say? Arise, shine. Just to be fair in your dignity. That's all God is asking for. In this generation, it's so easy. Now that everybody makes cheating a normal lifestyle, let everybody know that you're a wicked solo. Any class you come, the devil does not come there. The demon of cheating, the demon of copying from book and from notes and from, no, they don't come there. Arise, shine. And let's go to my favorite, pastors. Pastors. Let people know that once you preach, it's the word of God. You have nothing in your mind. You're not trying to raise money. The Jaguda spirit is why APC cannot repent. No, APC has been trying to repent for a long time. They brought Buhari in so that they can repent. They can't repent. Do you know why? The church has removed the ability to repent. Any pastor that twists the word of God because he wants to raise money, God will close your church. If you don't say amen, you are joining them. Ah, what is your problem? You must say amen. Any pastor. You see, and for those of you roving, going around raising money and collecting cuts, you all don't finish. In Jesus' name. Amen. God will expose you. You know some people there. Eh? Your own is more easy to expose. You that are looking at me. Some, some of them are very easy to expose. You know why? They do so much evil. God doesn't have to even go far. Some of them, before they come out of their hotel room to go and raise money, they carry women. I shall put inside room. You know, God said to even expose is not even hard. I'll make your enemy film you and send it to your social media network. I'm not punishing you for adultery or for sexual immorality. I'm punishing you for twisting my words to milk my people. Arise, shine. That's instruction for today. Arise, shine. You know what? Because gross darkness has covered this nation. See, when you see calamity everywhere, when the Bible says there's no peace to him that goes out or the one that comes in, and that with great vexation, God did vex them round about. You know what it means? They go to the farm. Headsmen will not let them farm. That's what it means. They are traveling. They get kidnapped. They are in church. Somebody bombs the church. That's what it means. Great vexation. Let's read that story. The story of Asa. Second Chronicles. When it says with great, that quotation is, is King James. So let's just start from verse 1. Eh? Chapter 15, sorry. Chapter 15. I'm going to decide where to start from. Okay, let's just start. Because I, I, I'm trying to give us a background. Okay, for time's sake, let's just go down to that 15. Alright? Now from verse 1, it said, Now the Spirit of God came on Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, this is the situation. Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to get across. Verse 3. Now, he was not given 
the situation going on at that time, why he said what he said. He said, for many days, Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. Please notice this. This is where the problem comes from. Remember last time I said a, 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 a woman or a man, I can't remember, one minister anyway came to Nigeria, saw the way we went to church. Ah, I said, what is going on? With so much churching, <laughs> so much faith. God, why are you not doing what we expect for them? And the Lord said to them, said to that minister clearly, they are serving other gods. Yes, they come to church, but they are not coming with a pure heart. They serve other gods. That is the way they come here, they also go after mammon. And that's the situation right here. Israel, which verse was that? Three. For many days, Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest. Our country, without, without people who teach the truth. And therefore, there was no law. Now, in their distress, that's what's not happening right now. They turned to the Lord God of Israel and they sought him and they let them find him. Now, this was the situation. Let's jump that four to five now. In those times, there was no peace to him that went out or to him who came in. For many disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands. Nation was crushed by nation. You must understand, nation here refers to groups of people. And city by city. For the devil troubled them with every kind of distress. Eh? What did you say? For who did? For God troubled them with every kind of distress. That was the situation at that point in time. How did they come out of it? You see there in verse 4. In their distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel. And they sought him. And they let them find him. Now let me stop reading here. If you go down to verse 8. Asa, when he heard his words, and the prophecy which Azariah, the son of Oded, the prophet spoke, he took courage and removed the abominable idols from all the lands of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities which he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. He then restored the altar of the Lord, which was in front of the porch of the Lord. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who resided with them, because many defected to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. Now, let me just jump because of time. So they, they gathered in Jerusalem, offered sacrifices to the Lord, plenty in verse 11. And they entered into the covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and soul. And whoever will not seek the Lord God of Israel shall be put to death, whether you're small or great, man or woman. And when they did all of this, look at verse 15. It said, All Judah rejoice concerning the oath, for they are sworn with their whole heart and have sought him earnestly. And they let them find him. So the Lord gave them rest on every side or round about. The Lord gave them rest round about. The Lord gave them rest all round. The Lord gave them rest on every side. The military did not give them rest. A new president did not give them rest. How does rest come? From the Lord. Now what I'm explaining, listen to this. This is a prophetic interpretation of what's going on around the Red Prince said, in any nation where the church is established, God holds the church responsible for everything that happens in that nation. So if there's distress in the land, we are held responsible. And I'm giving us now what we have done wrong. We have worshipped other gods. That has been the issue. But what is the word for today? Arise what? Shine. Everybody, please rise to your feet. On behalf of the church, say, Lord, no more other gods. Yes. Now, out of your life, now, now you are not... See, please, get me for, right. 
You are not casting out these other gods out of the church now. We've done that in previous times. But now in your life, what you are saying that your light will what? Will shine. What does it mean for your light to shine? It doesn't mean you succeed. Everybody will see. That's not what it means. Sometimes that's what I want to interpret. When I buy that card, they will see it. You know, they will know that my God is able. No. What it, mean, what it means is that even if I'm trekking, they will see that I will never compromise so I can get a car. That's what it means. Even if I don't have enough, I will not disobey the instruction of God because somebody promises me money. Like I said, if you're a Christian and you're a delegate, God forbids you for, from collecting APC's money or PDP's money, whether it is Naira or dollars. It's against the law of God for you to collect that money. Say, but Pastor Banker, I collected, what will I do? Go and collect all of it and go and share it to the poor, share it to your community. Tell them, this is money they bribed me with. Say it's $5,000. How much did they collect that time? How much did they give you? <laughs> Let's assume it's $10,000. Change it to 6 million naira, which is about what you will get as of today. All right? And then go down to the community and do something with the money. Deal boreholes. Spend everything. Don't eat a dime. Can I just say something? Don't take it to church. It's not right. God doesn't want that kind of money in church. Yeah, seriously. Don't give it to church. Don't give to the pastor. Say, oh God, this is your portion. No. Don't carry it to church. Don't burn it. Don't throw it away. Give to the community people. The people you are representing. You'll be three delegates from the local government. I don't know what they say. Take it there. You say, you are, ah, you are trying. No, say, no, I'm not trying. It's delegate money. But if you have not collected, don't collect. They will give it to the other people. Let them give. I mean, when they are giving trouble to other people, why do you want to struggle for it? But if you keep that money, you will not be free from trouble. I just want you to know. If you keep that money, you will not be free from trouble. Temptations are called temptations because they are tempting. People will want you. No, they want you to be like them. The only thing you have, you don't have money. You don't have fame. The only thing you have is your integrity and your testimony of righteousness. That's the very thing they want to collect. And today I say to you, don't let them have it. You know why you must do what I'm saying? Because if, if we don't do it, the nation will burn. We are igniting revival from our personal lives. The spirit of prophecy came upon our president when he said, change begins with you. You don't have to be called to ministry to prophesy. The high priest prophesied in the time of Jesus Christ. True or false? Is Saul also amongst the prophets? Did he not prophesy when he hung around prophets? When they said change begins with you is a, was a prophetic word. So I give you the word of the Lord for today. Arise, shine, because your light has come. Now you're going to take two minutes. It's just you. And tell the Lord, henceforth, shining. Yeah. Please mention it. You know areas of temptation. Say, Lord, I know they do again. Forgive me. Those of you who have been remitting fake reports to headquarters for promotion, pastor. It's not uh, your, your general overseer you're offending. No. It's God. The church is not growing. It's not growing. No, be by force. Say they won't promote you because your tithe has not increased. Your oh, God will not manufacture tithe. Uh, repentance time, everybody. It's the indiv- you're not praying for the church now. Because there has to be individual repentance. Arise, shine. There's so much darkness. That's what I was saying earlier, using cars as an example. If you go to where people drive normally, you, you won't stand out. But God said, there's so much disorder here, you drive normally. Respect traffic lights. Do that. Do that. Stop. When they say stop, stop. When they say move, move. When they say no parking, please don't be the cause of disorder. Don't park there. 
He said, Arise, shine. What does it mean your light has come, understanding has come to you? The knowledge of truth has come to you. Personal repentance now. You have like one more minute. Personal, personal. Say to the Lord, when you will come to count, I will be counted. It's a simple thing. I've told you. When it goes around counting, it's not counting uh, uh, who many people went to church. It's in this office. So when they travel, they give receipts for money they did not spend. Say, Lord, I will never do that again. That paint business we were saying, say, Lord, I will never... Look, if I sell something, if they say everybody's selling them, they say it's, it's 20 kg. Uh, no, they will write 25 kg on the back and sell 20. You own cancel the 5 and write 0. Say why? He say, please, it's 20 kg. Just at the back, they wrote 25. I don't have another bag. That's why I wrote 20. Don't lie. Don't, no, no. You're, you're a workman. Don't, no, you mustn't. It's a law of God. God will judge you if you don't do what I'm saying. You must be trustworthy from today. From now, your word must be true. You don't have to swear. That is, it's not that this swearing is a problem, but that there will be no, it's not necessary. Once I said it, it is true. If I say, sir, we need 10 bags of cement, make sure it is 10 bags. If you say we used 20 bags, let it be 20. I want everybody listening to me today to make that personal dedication. If you are giving a quote to somebody who is hiring you for a job, do the true thing. If you are selling, never sell, th- never lie. Don't just lie about your products. And please don't tell ta- you know, tactical lies. So I didn't say anything. By silence alone, you could have lied. If you are selling no fake products in your shop, no f- nothing, nothing fake, nothing fake, nothing, no fake products. Like I said yesterday when we were teaching here, there is such a great opportunity for believers to shine. People are looking for workmen they can trust. You will be one. That's, you will be one. You will be one. You will be one. Bosses are looking for workers that they can leave money with. My wife had a driver once. Oh, it was in the household, but I was driving my wife most of the time. I never see human being dishonest like that. But that would not be your portion. Let's never talk about people. You know, you know what people do. You buy fuel, it won't be complete. Your dispensing fuel is not complete. Your, see, your financiation will be born. We, are, we burn it with prayer. People will go and steal other people's... I mean, they gave you money to do a job. You are building a house with it. How else do you think houses collapse? That's why now. That is why people's houses collapse. You can't use people's money you stole to train your children. Why won't they smoke Igbo in school? They will smoke. They will smoke. Ah, when you see the kind of things people do. But what am I saying? Jesus said, arise, my people, shine. Stand out for truth. Stand out for righteousness. Stand out for faithfulness. Any word you speak must be true. That's what he said. Henceforth, you must be dependable. Henceforth, you start walking so that your words will be true. Like we discussed yesterday, if you tell somebody, I will finish your clothes in two weeks. Henceforth, it has to be two weeks. Do what you have to do. Don't give yourself rest until your name is synonymous with honesty. Don't give yourself rest until your name is synonymous with reliability. Don't give yourself rest until your name is synonymous with dependability. Let it get to the time when people say, once they mention it, they say, no, it must be true. It must be true. That you become one, they will, they will call to witness. And it is, it is doable. Many people don't even know. 
that is supposed to be done. Today, make that dedication before the Lord. I say to you by the Spirit of God, God is going around his counting. He said, I want to quench the fire that wants to burn in your nation. The only water with which I will quench it is the number of people I can count. Like I went around in Sodom and Gomorrah to count. And this is the word of the Spirit to you this evening. Arise, shine. Arise to be counted. All right, the Lord is good. You are blessed today in Jesus' name. As you depart from here, goodness will go with you. Mercy will go with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the time of troubles, the Lord will deliver you. From six troubles, he will deliver you. From seven, evil will not come near you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I declare it again, no evil will befall you. And no plague will come near your dwelling place. All your needs, he will supply. When you get home, please sleep. Don't stay awake doing any calculation. All your needs, he will supply. All your needs, he will supply. Can you put your hand anywhere that you may be ill? Anything, just put your hand there. I want to pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I command that sickness to disappear. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead comes into you right now and gives life to your mortal body. I command healing to come upon you by the Spirit of God in Jesus' name. It is well with you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. I let share the grace in fellowship because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now prophesy to three people around you. Say, this is your season. This is your season of demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of two more to go. This is your season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. The last person, this is your season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Prophesy to yourself, this is my season. This is my season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. All right, cherub brethren. God bless you. See you on Tuesday.